All right, good morning, church. We could grab our seats here. For those that are in the overflow, there are some seats that's freed up since the kids have gone. And so if you want to move over here uh, today, please move over here to, to this side. Um, there's quite a bit of seats beside Alex and Davy and Jeanette has some seats beside them. And so just come on over if you guys want to, to, to come on over. So as you can see, our, our stage looks a little different because this Sunday is going to be a little different. So we're halfway through our sermon series, uh, our summer sermon series. And every summer, as a church family, we do a testimony summer. So we, we, we bring people up from, the, from, we bring you guys up to, to share your story, uh, to be able to, to give an encouragement and to give witness of what God's doing in your lives. And so today we have the younger members of our church community. But before I bring them up, uh, why don't we pray? Okay. Father God, we just thank you, Lord. We thank you for all that you're doing. And Lord, we know that you have a plan for five stones. And so we want to walk that out. But Father God, we just pray that even as we come before you today, uh, Lord, may your spirit just fall in this place. May your spirit fall uh, on the kids that are sharing today. But Lord, may... Um, what they're sharing today be an encouragement for the church, something for us all to, to grasp. So, Father God, we just lift this time into your hands. Lord, may your uh, spirit bring transformation into our, our lives. So, Lord, we thank you and pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, our summer series, Sacred Intercession, is about God's presence in our everyday lives. So, we've already heard uh, some testimonies that have been shared, and they've been a huge encouragement in uh, just seeing the different walks in where people come from. But one of the things that, the, the reasons why we do this is because we want to encourage the church. We want to encourage the church with um, some... Basically, life stories of, I went through this, and this is what God did. And so, therefore, when we tell those stories, there's probably someone in this community that's like, I'm going through that right now, and that gives me hope. And so, that's the whole purpose of our testimonies. That's the whole purpose of our witness. It's about testifying of God's presence in our lives and reminding us of God's presence. And so today, we have five young ladies and gentlemen, and I'm going to ask them to come on up, and they, they're going to join me on the stage and sit on these stools here. But one of the reasons why we brought the, the kids up to speak today is because oftentimes, as a pastor, I get the privilege to hear the stories from our kids' church team. And I get to see what they're sharing, what they're learning, and how they're encouraging the, 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 the kids' church downstairs. And some of these stories are actually so profound. And one of the, those things is I'm just like, as adults, we need to approach this in the same way. The other reason in, in bringing the kids up is part of our church is leaving a legacy, right? These are our legacy. Kids, this, 
This, this is the next generation of leaders that are going to be part of Five Stones. This is the next generation of leaders that are going to be doing something for the glory of God. And so the, for us to do this is also about discipleship. It's about raising them up, getting them to think about their stories, getting them to think about, oh, God is in my life. God is there. These are present. And, and, and helping them articulate and form these stories in their head to remind them of the goodness of God. But this is about discipleship, and this is about leading them up. And the other, and the, the final reason that we do this is because this is their church. This is their church. It's not that they don't come to this church just because their parents come here. Well, actually, a lot of it is. However, this is also their church. This is their community. This is their church family. That they, they look up at all of you in here and say, this is my family, and this is where I belong. And so... Bringing them up here is not just, oh, it's a, it's a great way of, of, of doing something different. It's, it's, it's actually saying, hey, we're, we're part of, every single person in this church is part of a bigger community, and this is part of our community, and that's, um, they're not just kids that go downstairs so that they don't bother us, but they're kids that are learning and growing in their faith, right? So... One of the things that Jesus does throughout his ministry is he, asked, he often uses children as examples of faith. Right? In Matthew 18, we have this story where Jesus was asked a question from one of his disciples. He says, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And what does Jesus do? Jesus calls up one of the children and he, he brings the child in front and he says... He's using this child as an example and says, Truly I say to you, unless you turn and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoever humbles himself like the child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. This is not an excuse to be childish. Okay, Alex? <laughs> but it's a, called, it's a call to be childlike. It's that trust and the dependence. It's the surrendering our worries and concerns to God, believing that he will provide for us just as a child inherently trust and depend on their parents or their caregivers. So today, I have five of them up here. And all five of them are brave enough to come up here to share some of their life's stories. Uh, but more importantly, their stories of what they have learned about the character of God. Um, I have to admit, this was one of the hardest sermons for me to write, uh, but I'm so excited that I get to share the stage with these guys. So the first, I'm going to bring Hannah up. So Hannah's going to grab a seat here and give this mic to you. So this is Hannah. Hannah, how old are you? Ten years old. Ten years old. And who are your parents? Alex, the one who Pastor yeah. John just joked about. <laughs> and? And um, my mom, Jessica, you often see her carrying around a baby. Okay. So, Hannah, what is your story that you want to share today? Um, how God healed me and taught me an important lesson. Awesome. So, it's, it's your turn. Um... It was one night when I was on vacation. It was like 6 a.m. and I started feeling really bad. 
like really queasy and sick. And then I, um, I went to the bathroom and I just like stayed there <laughs> for a while. Um, but and then I started really queasy and started like feeling like I was gonna throw up. And then I prayed to God and I asked him to heal me. And a couple minutes later, I felt better. And I learned that God is always there for you and that no matter what he, um, no matter what you go through, you can always pray to him. And one of my favorite Bible verses in the Bible is that don't be, it's like, I can't remember, it's like one of the Psalms, but um, it's don't be afraid to pray. It tells you pray for anything. And that's what I love about it. It tells you not to be afraid. And if any of you remember that I came up and shared that verse about Robin that one time, that's my favorite verse in the Bible. Um, but I really think that Jesus will answer you quickly. Like, he will be, well, <laughs> basically, he will come and answer you. He will give you what you want. And I think the lesson of this story is that you can trust Jesus on anything. And before that event happened, I wasn't really like praying to Jesus as much as I do now. And I think it was more of a test to see, to show me that God is always there for everything. So basically, my closing remark is... <laughs> that everyone has, well, Jesus on Steve Dial. Awesome. Thank you, Hannah. She reminds me of Jessie in the way that she talks so much. Like she's growing up to be this young lady. Jesus is on speed dial. And I love that she calls it speed dial because I don't think she actually knows what speed dial is. <laughs> Do you guys remember what speed dial is? It's, it's, we don't have it now because we just have, it's automated in our phone or we just tell Siri to, to, to call. But speed dial, we used to have to program into our phones. Like you get nine of them and you get to like program that phone and you get to be like speed dial one and then it'll call, right? They don't even know what an analog phone is or a landline. So I love that she uses the idea of speed dial. But I love also the in instinct to pray. That instinct to, know, instinct to know that Jesus will answer, to know that we have a constant, unbreakable connection to, with God is what speed dial is. Hebrews 4.15 says, For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weakness. And then he goes on to say, Let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. See, God is someone that can sympathize with us. 
that Jesus walked on this earth and God understands the desires we have, the struggles we go through, because, and because of that, we're able to approach the throne of grace knowing that Jesus intercedes on our behalf. That Jesus' mercy and his grace is available. The result of this is that we could approach every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, presenting our request to God. I feel like the older we get through the experiences of life, we often lean onto those experiences to sort things out instead of coming to God, even with the little things, in which we can experience a transformative power of God's presence in all aspects of our lives. What this is, allows us is to see, it allows us to see God's glory daily. So thank you, Hannah, for that reminder. Next up, I'm called Daniel up. So Daniel, come on up, have a seat. So Daniel, how old are you? I am 10. 10. And who are your parents? Uh, my parents are Steve and Pam at the back. Steve and Pam at the very back. And what is your story that you're going to share today? Um, my story is last year when I played ice hockey, um, we started in a division and then uh, our team was losing a lot and some of my teammates and me were getting discouraged and didn't really having fun. Then we moved down a division, so our team was having fun. And then a bit later, our team won the championship. Uh, so, so what did you learn from this? Um, God, God knows what is better for our lives. Awesome. Okay, that's great. In Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, it says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as heavens are higher than the earth, so that my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Sometimes we don't know what God's plan or vision is for our lives, or, and our, our, our plan and our vision is very limited. But imagine our lives being created like a painter creating his masterpiece. That this painter, this artist has a vision in mind and carefully chooses each stroke to bring onto the canvas of life. That God carefully crafts a masterpiece that is our lives and he knows what colors to use, he knows what brush stroke to apply and how each element fits together. For Daniel, it was his hockey team. He was getting discouraged. He felt like, I don't want to play hockey anymore. They got bumped down a division, and sometimes that feels kind of sucky too, and it feels like, oh, we're bumped down. But what happens in the end is that they get encouraged by winning a championship. God's plan unfolds in our lives gradually. And it's about trusting in God and knowing that he has a plan and that we surrender our worries and our, our anxieties 
And when we do that, we find peace. Do we believe that God has a plan for us? Do we trust that we see the, see um, that right now what we're going through is just for this season? And that God will use this season to help transform us? Do we trust in his purpose for us? Do we remain constant because God's love is constant? We may feel that sometimes we feel like we're going backwards in life. But God sets us on a path so that we can enjoy his victories. God is in his infinite knowledge coupled with his unconditional love, guides us along a path that's purposeful and significant. That God is the author and perfecter of our lives. That even in uncertainties that we could trust in his perfect plan. That God guides us through prayer and through his word to go to that place and to find his plan for you. So thank you, Daniel, for that reminder. Next up, I'm going to bring up Scarlett. So Scarlett, you want to come and grab a seat? That's for you. So Scarlett, how old are you? I'm nine. Nine years old. And who are your parents? Irina and Stephanus. Irina and Stephanus. And so for those in the church, Stephanus gave his testimony about two weeks ago. And actually, um, Scarlett's story actually comes alongside Stephanus' story. And so Scarlett, why don't you share your story with us today? Um, first, we had to like, we were living in our aunt's house. Mm-hmm. And then we needed to find a home so we could relax and sleep. And then God gave us, my mom and dad, a job to get money so we can buy a house or an apartment. And then we got enough money and then we finally got an apartment to live in. Then we knew that God can do anything and that God knows the future and knows everything. So God knows the future and he knows everything. Thank you, Scarlett, for that story. For those that don't know their backgrounds, um, their family moved here about a year ago. And uh, they, in their settlement, they, they were trying to find a new home and find a new job. And uh, they were staying with uh, Irina's parents, for uh, sister, for a while. Uh, but that situation wasn't the greatest. And God kind of provided for them in that way of getting jobs, being able to settle, coming into a place where just God's provision. Before Scarlett, even in, as we were prepping for her testimony, she's just like, God knows everything. God knows the intricacies of our lives. This is what we call God's omniscient uh, power. His omniscience is the idea that God's perfect and complete knowledge of all things, including our past, our present, and our future. That means that God is in control and knows every intricacy that we live. God's knowledge is actually beyond measure. His wisdom encompasses all things and that he knows the details of our lives. 
In Matthew 10, 29-31, Jesus tells us this, Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? And not one of them will fall to the ground apart from our, your father. But even the hairs on your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore you are more value than any sparrow. This, Jesus tells us that not even a sparrow that falls on the ground without the knowledge of God. That God knows every single detail. That God knows that everything that is happening in this world all at the same time. That is the, the greatness of his knowledge. And, in, and what Jesus says is he emphasizes that God's intimate knowledge of the world includes the number of hairs on your head. That's how intricate God's, God knows us. That's how intimate God knows us. That's how detailed God is and he doesn't overlook anything that his provisions for us is carefully executed and that he sees your heart even when you don't think he does. That God is our provider and he knows our needs and that he sets us up so that you could experience more of who he is. So next up we have Julia. Oh, no paper. All right, Julia. Here you go. So, Julia, how old are you? I am eight years old. Freshly eight. Just turned eight. And who are your parents? My mom is Maggie, and my cousin came from Brazil. And your cousin's here to visit from Brazil, right? For actually a long-term visit, right? That's great. All right. So, Julia, uh, what is your story that you're going to share today? So when I lived in Quinell, I was about six years old, and my mom told me that her driver's license expired when I was in school. So one day when I came back from school, um, my mom told me that she had to get her driver's license. So I stayed home with my dad, and my mom went and tested out, and she failed, so then we had to try again. And, and then when she, then one day when I came back from school, she told me that she got her driver's license. That's great, so she got her driver's license. So what was so important about your mom getting her driver's license? Because, well, um, when we lived in Quenelle, it was like really snowy and stuff. So it was really hard to get around without a car. And in Quenelle, there was no buses. Okay. And then here, when you guys moved down here, she didn't have her driver's license. So was it difficult for you guys? Yes. And so now that she has her driver's license, is it easier? Yep. And so what has God taught you in this? that you can just trust God um, on anything because he will guide you through it. That's great. Thank you, Julia.
as much as we know that God is omniscient, that he knows everything, God is also omnipotent, that he could do all things. All things beyond our comprehension, and a lot of us already know Maggie's story. Also, but we didn't know that Maggie actually failed the first time. I only heard actually, I only actually heard Maggie's passing. So this is the first time I heard that Maggie failed the first time. Our kids tell all our secrets. But there's this old song from uh, Maranatha music for those that are old enough to know what Maranatha music is. Called He is Able. That song goes, He is able more than able to accomplish what concerns me today. He is able more than able to handle anything that comes my way. He is able more than able to do much more than I could ever dream. He is able more than able to make me what he wants me to be. God's omnipotent power is all powerful, but it comes from his faithfulness to us. That nothing is unable for God to do. Psalms 147.5 says, great is the Lord and might and power. His understanding has no limit. No measures. And because of that, we could put our trust in God. Even in the small things, we are able to trust him. Just like Abraham trusted God with Isaac, even in the most challenging circumstances that God will provide. Like Daniel, he was in, when Daniel was in the lion's den, God protected and shut the mouths of the lions there. That Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew that even in a fiery furnace, God will spare their lives. That's God's power for us. That he is all powerful, that he has a power that is beyond understanding. And because of that, we could trust him. So thank you, Julia, for that. And last but not least, we have Colin. And so Colin, come on up. So Colin, how old are you? Twelve. Twelve. And who are your parents? My parents are the same as Daniel, so Steve and Pam back there. Steve and Pam back there. Steve and Pam, you guys should be actually in the front supporting your kids. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So uh, Colin, what is your story that you're going to share with us today? I'm sure that um, God... We are his very special creation. All right. Why don't you share so, your story? Four years ago, um, I started Taekwondo, and I was doing really well. I started skipping belts. And then now I am Dambo, which is like a black stripe. And my dad, he, he was doing Taekwondo, so I'm actually a higher belt than him. <laughs> <laughs> so now he's like jealous and scared now. So, so um, my master, he has a brother from um, that, and like lots of black belts. They they were transferred to um, this the school that I'm going to. So, so it was getting really hard for me to continue, 
And then one day, my uh, my master told me that I'm going to be the first white white belt to black belt in in the gym. So so I, I was I was being really proud of myself, and I think God He was working through um, my my instructor and masters to like make me persevere to continue through through my journey of Taekwondo and also the journey of my faith with God. So now I I want I want other people to feel very special that that we are God's very special creation. Awesome. So Colin you're one step away from black belt? Yes. Don't mess with him. He'll kick your butt. <laughs> but it's, it's awesome because you're the first kid to go from white belt, from beginner, all the way to black belt in this, in this, in this gym. gym yeah. that's, that's definitely an honor to have, right? Yeah. So thank you, Colin, for sharing. There's this profound truth that Colin has shared, and that is that we are all special. Not just because our mom says we're special, but that we are a creation of the Almighty God. It's easy for us to feel insignificant and lost, or even unworthy, but we must remember that we are not just mere accidents, but that we are purposefully created by God the Creator. That out of all creation, that humanity is the only image bearer of God. That we are set apart from the rest of creation. That it gives us an inherent dignity and value. And second, that because of that same reason, we are chosen and that we are loved. That we are not a random coincidence, but intentionally chosen. Then after all of that, in this broken world that we live in, and in all of its imperfections, we are redeemed by his grace. So then because of that, we're called to have a purpose. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand, that we should walk in them. You guys know that God has a plan for your life? That he created us so that we can walk in confidence. And that's confidence, not arrogance. But with humility and with gratitude. Because what we begin to understand is that everyone on earth is created by God. In the same creation, same love, same dignity. Because of that, we should express that same respect to all of the fellow special creations of God. There's all a purpose for all of us. And you're all created to be a part of this tapestry of God's creation. So the abilities that we have, the talents that we show, the things that we excel in, all of those things is because we are designed specifically for those things. All of our accolades and all of our achievements 
come because God gave you the ability to do those things. That you are special. You are created to be a part of this great world. But let's give a hand to all five kids that are up here today. Unless we go down and have a seat. They're so brave. They were all very nervous uh, as we prayed with them. And, but they did a great job today, right? Go and uh, encourage them as we finish the service here. I'm going to finish off with this. Psalms 46, 1 to 3 says this. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear through the earth, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Selah. This is what the Psalms reminds us of is that God is not a distant or passive God. That he is ever present and he's an active father in our lives. That he is our refuge, our strength, our place of security where we find peace today. Today, Hannah reminds us that we're able to draw near to God. That he is that ever present help. Present help. That he is always there in this moment there to help you. That Jesus on speed dial is that God will hear our prayers. And what Daniel reminded us that we do not need to fear of what is happening in our lives right now. That even as the psalm, as the psalm says, that when the world gives way, that maybe in our circumstances and the places that we are, that we may not understand what's happening. That even when we face these things that we do not have to fear. That we could go to God for refuge. That God has a plan for you. That when we come to God, we will find our peace. We will find our courage. And then through Scarlet and Julia, we are reminded of God's omniscience and his omnipotence. That he knows and understands all the challenges that we encounter. That nothing escapes God's attention. That he is our very present help. And that God can do everything. And finally, as Colin reminds us, that we are God's chosen people. That we are created. That we are intentional that we have purpose. From these stories that we've heard today, let God's unfailing presence, strength, and help be in our lives, even in the face of challenges and uncertainties. That these testimonies serve as a powerful example of what it is to be childlike dependence on, on, on God, just as Jesus told us. May we find our refuge in God and confidently walk out his purpose for us. So let's pray. Father God, we thank you. We thank you for the testimonies that these kids give. 
And Lord, that all glory goes to you. Father, we are reminded by the stories today that even in the simplicities of these children's faith, that there's so much power in all of it. That these serve as reminders of us being to approach the throne of grace, knowing that you are there, knowing of your character and who you are. Lord, may it remind us that you are God the Father that loves us, that you are God the Father that cares for us, and that you know the plans that are set in front of us. So Lord, let these be a continued life lesson for all of us here. And may you continue to be glorified in the lives that we live. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, we just thank you that you are worthy. And Lord, what we saw today is five different views of, of who you are, Lord. Five different viewpoints. And Lord, you are so big and you are so awesome that, Lord, we... We need to be reminded of all the different ways that we can look at you. Lord, we can look at you as creator, provider, healer, our banner. Lord, there are, there is so much to you that, Lord, it's going to take an eternity where we are in heaven worshiping with you and you just release new knowledge of who you are and we drop in worship. And, Lord, we just look forward to that. But here on earth, Lord, we just thank you for these young hearts that just bring such clean perspective on who you are. And Lord, let us just absorb your omniscient and your, all those other big words, I just can't even say them right now, but Lord, just how big you are. You are, you are everywhere, you are everything. Lord, all great and good things come from your hand. And Lord, we just acknowledge that this morning. You know, I was just thinking, one of the things that I, I loved, what John said, is that we have an instinct for prayer. And usually we see this come out when we get into trouble or something bad's happening. There's this instinct that draws out of us to call out to something greater than where we are. We reach the end of ourselves. But I think what you see in all these testimonies today is that we don't have to call out only when we're in trouble or only when we've reached the end of ourselves. We can call out in every and all things. And this is our discipleship. This is, this is our path, is to build that instinct in ourselves from our youth to our, to our end of days that everything that we go through, we have an instinct. We build this instinct to call out to God in prayer because he wants the good things, the bad things. He wants the little things. He wants the big things. He wants to be in every one of those moments. And, you know, I think that's our call for us. But I'm just going to invite all the kids to come back up here, the five of you. If you guys could just come up here. And we're just going to, as a community, we're going to pray for you. Lord, we just thank you for, from the mouth of babes, your word comes. Lord, you don't put a, an age limit on how you work in our lives. You don't put a, an age limit, young or old, on the things that you are doing in our lives. Lord, as long as we draw breath, 
you have purpose for us and you have plans for us. And, you know, as John said, those plans are, are important and they are significant and they are good. And so, Lord, we just pray over these kids. Lord, we just pray that they would be a, a generation that hears your voice clearly. Lord, that they would be a, a generation that walks with you and shows us old people how to do it properly. Lord, that they don't fall into the traps that we have fallen into. Lord, that they don't struggle with the same things that we struggle with. But Lord, that they would take all these things to you. Lord, as they walk into situations of, of peer pressure. Lord, as they walk into situations of work situations. Lord, relationships. All the things that lay before them. Lord, that each one of these things, they would keep you as their center post, that they would keep you as their, their pillar, their anchor. And Lord, all of these things, that their life would be built around you and on you. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would activate gifts in them, Lord, gifts that would allow them to speak into the local churches where they're at, Lord, that would allow them to speak into all the people that you bring into their paths, Lord, that just in all things, Lord, they would be a, just a generation that is just a shining light before you. Lord, we talk about incense going up day and night. Lord, they are the morning, and some of us are closer to the nighttime. But, Lord, we know that each generation comes and finds you. And so, Lord, we pray that they would be leaders to their generation, Lord, that they would lead many, many people to find you where you are at. And so, Lord, we just commit these kids. Lord, we just commit the great work that Carol and Maggie are doing in the kids' church, along with all the other volunteers, Lord. They, they are the next generation. And so, Lord, we just put our prayer over them. Lord, we pray protection over them. Lord, that the, the works of the enemy would take no root, would have nothing that could hold against them, Lord, because they are filled top to bottom with your presence. And so, Lord, we just commit these kids to you, Lord. They are such an important part of our church. And so, Lord, we just uh, thank you for all that they are. So, Lord, we just, uh, as we go forth this morning, we just pray that you would bless us, Lord, that you would take these words and put them into our hearts, Lord, that if these kids can come up here and give their testimonies, Lord, we also can stand and give ours. And, Lord, that in all the situations of our life, you are at work. So, Lord, we just, uh, yeah, just ask that you just be upon us this week, that you bless us as we go forth. And, Lord, that you would, through us, bless all the people, bless our city, bless our communities, and all that we interact with. Amen.